Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. We're live here uh, on the Grace FM radio network, excuse me, uh, taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000, is the number. Text me, 720-336-0897. Shout out to everyone listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, Hope FM, Truth FM, Radio by Grace, um, our newest edition, our friends out in Boise, uh, I know that I should remember the name of your station. I'm going to learn it um, the more I repeat it. But I don't even have my call screen up yet. So how about I remember that first? Because I'm sure Kevin's going to help me uh, with remembering things. My name is Ed, 303-690-3000. Pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora. You guys in Boise are Higher Rock Radio Shout out to you guys. Uh, Remember, every station other than Grace FM, you're hearing this one week delayed. Um, But all that means is you can call while the show is on. We'll take your call live. You'll talk to me just like you're on the phone with me. Uh, Everyone on Grace FM will hear it live. And then next week, you can tune in to the program, uh, um, your radio station, and hear yourself on the radio. Isn't that pretty cool? So even as you're listening right now, call. There's a live um, host right now uh, ministering to you and speaking the truth. We're working on a project right now to go live, uh, so hopefully we're going to work out all the details and we're going to go live soon enough on the Radio by Grace Network, so pray for us. We're super close, making the machines talk to each other and all that back-end stuff. As so much happens on the back-end that keeps a radio station going. So shout out to everyone in Texas working on that project. 303-690-3000. Here's a great question on the text line. Will tribulations be filled with the Holy Spirit as we are? Thank you. That's a great question, and I believe the answer is yes. I do believe that the, the, the promises that are given to believers in the New Covenant will continue. Uh, Even though the church will be raptured uh, prior to the Great Tribulation, I still believe the New Covenant is in force, and because of the New Covenant, the Holy Spirit is given permanently to dwell inside every real believer. So yes, I believe the Tribulation saints will be filled with the Holy Spirit as we are. Even though uh, in our in our pre-tribulation and pre-millennial theology, we believe the restraining force is the Holy Spirit dwelling in the church. That will be removed um, at the rapture, but I believe subsequent believers will indeed 
live by, indwelled, empowered by the Holy Spirit? Great question. 303-690-3000. Open lines. And those of you that listen to the program, you know that now's the time to call, the earlier time when the lines are open, because as the show continues for the hour that we're on the air live, um, the phone lines fill up, and then it just gets busy the whole time. And that's why you get frustrated when you get a busy signal, because we only have a few phone lines uh, that are available to call in, and then once they're full, they're full. 303-690-3000. While we're waiting for a call to come in, uh, we are... Uh, we are going to be in the Word tonight. We are in study number three of a series I'm doing in the book of Jude. We're calling it Let's Fight. And we titled it that way because it is to fight and contend for the faith. In the height, excuse me, I'm, something's wrong with my throat just dry. Uh, So I'm working on it, so please forgive me. Um, But in the heightened political arena that we're in right now and with everyone's opinions, fighting sounds like, oh, finally a pastor that agrees. Um, But it's not the kind of fight that that you would expect. I'm not talking eternal here, not temporal. Uh, And Jude is that kind of... um, that kind of book, man. It's so good. I've been so encouraged. I taught it before, but I think I taught it in one study, and then we lost that somewhere. So after teaching through the book of Jude now, that means I would have taught through every uh, single New Testament book, verse by verse. Although I really want to go back and reteach some of those books, uh, as I have Acts, John, um, trying to think what other books, uh, Revelation, um, and I, I, I know Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, I'd love to do all those all over again. Um, I've, I mean, I have a lot of the Old Testament I haven't taught yet, so just, uh, it's a great thing to be concerned about what part of the Bible you haven't taught yet, verse by verse. Uh, but after Jude, all of the New Testament will be on our app. Uh, although I am teaching Acts again, fresh and new for our culture, you know, for our days in which we live, uh, so it'll be a while since the whole book of Acts, before the whole book of Acts will be posted on the app, um, but it's been good. It's a powerful, powerful time. 303-690-3000. David up in northern Colorado, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I just want to do a couple <clears throat> of thankful things. First and foremost, I'm so thankful for your deep heart desire to serve our amazing Lord and uh, the church that he's had you become the shepherd for and all the things he's doing. So thank you very, very much. You're on my prayer list each and every day. And Thank you. also, I'm excited. Oh, my goodness. I've been doing ministry with our Lord for over 45 years, not as a pastor of a church, but on mission with Jesus. And it's amazing what he's been doing over these years. And over the last two years when COVID hit, he's just touching hearts and lives and opening divine connection doors to share the gospel with people and see him do amazing things. So thank you so much for all they are doing. And... uh he also healed me from COVID back in June. Oh, good. <laughs> I had every single symptom at a very high-intense level, and on June 1st, I got on my knees and prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, if it's your will, uh, I'm sure this is COVID. I've never been this terrible ever in my life. Yeah. But if it's your will, please heal me. And yes. after 14 straight days of massive, intense everything, every symptom, 
I woke up and he had healed me completely, huh. 100%. And I woke up and I was like, oh, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the crazy thing is, not only did he heal me, he gave me an energy level to work out again that I hadn't experienced since I was 18 years old. Oh, that's fantastic. When he turned me, turned me around in college and gave me the opportunity to, to make a college wrestling team. But I'm a lot older now. I'm 64 now. But he gave that energy, and he was reminding me, I love people at any age, and yes. I want to prepare them, body, soul, and spirit, to be on mission with me. You know, I was just um, teaching in Acts chapter 2. Uh, you know, Acts chapter 2, sometimes we get uh, stuck on the gift of tongues there, or um, what what's exactly happening there. And, and I, I think that after we pass through... Um, the gift of tongues and just kind of decide what side we're on on that. We need to focus on Peter's sermon. And one of the things I mentioned um, that that you uh, just said about age um, was this phrase, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. You know, that's always a convenient pastor break there. We can make a joke, ha-ha, if you're dreaming, you're old, and if your visions, you're young. And and it's a, I didn't actually make that joke this week. Um, instead, I really felt burdened to say what you just said, and that is, in the last days, God's going to work in every generation. He's going to work in the young men. He's going to work in the old men. He's going to work no matter what your status, maidservant, menservant, uh, in society might be, no matter where you are. God is going to pour out His Spirit in the last days, and there'll be a prof- there'll be a um, there'll be a, a tremendous prophetic gift that's given, and it's not the kind of I don't believe that's just, I mean, I don't believe it's relegated to the charismatic view of prophecy. I think it's just giving forth the Word of God through every generation, and my heart agrees with yours. No matter what age we are, God's working in all our gender. He is not, if, he is not done with us, no matter how old we are. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Ed, for bringing that up, because that's the very thing that God did. He's given me... <clears throat> I'm not a prophet, like, you know, doing stuff in the future. A prophet also is giving the real message of the Lord, and he's given me 16 dreams where I saw people that my dad, my grandpa, my brother that had passed away, and I saw them in a heavenly realm, almost like the big stadium, and it was very short. The dreams are all short, but as soon as the dreams are over, I'd get on my knees and just be praying and crying with tears of joy that God had touched them. And guess how old they looked when I saw them in the dream? I don't know. Tell me. 33 years old. How much? I couldn't. Like 33. I was going to guess 30, actually. So I was close. Wow. I was going to guess 30. (laughs) It was amazing. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate all that you're doing. All right, brother. Uh, Lord bless you in deep ways. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Uh, let me just say, uh, as you're listening in, whatever station you're listening in, one of the ways that you can tangibly thank the station that you're listening to is by financially supporting them. So here on Grace FM, I didn't want to say it directly to David, so I'll say it in general, uh, because again, the support goes to the church. The church takes care of the radio station. It's not for me personally. Um, but I'm not uncomfortable at all asking you to support Grace FM. Um, I do see uh, the, our financials. I do watch it. I do understand the economics of running a radio station, especially you guys, Radio by Grace. Uh, radio by Grace is a station that covers 70 
stations, a network that covers 70 stations. Uh, you guys on Hope FM, uh, he is supporting, uh, let me just see real quick here, uh, with his church in Marlton, uh, Pastor Bill is supporting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 uh, different stations or, or regions uh, with those stations. Uh, Radio by Grace has 70. Um, you know, we're able to cover most of our territory with two, uh, but God has been very gracious that way, um, giving us a giving us a real, what they call a rim shot station um, in a place. Um, and this is a shout out to Way FM because they're the ones that figured this out uh, and we bought it from them. Uh, but you know, when you hear that, uh, again, that just for the sake of uh, you guys listening in, 303-690-3000, uh, give me a call. Uh, when you hear things like, well, you know, the Lord gave us this station, um, I don't want you to think that and so maybe we need to change our language sometimes. So, so let me just speak to you about Grace FM. Grace FM belongs to Calvary Chapel or Calvary Church here in Aurora. It is a ministry outreach of this church. And when I say that God gave us the station, um, the station cost $3.5 million. So in exchange for $3.5 million, the station was given to us. Um, so in a spiritual way, God entrusted it to us, and he provided the resources for it, right, financially. Um, but that, that the, the church, our church, the folks that are here now and were with us back then 11 years ago, financially um, took care of that purchase. Like, like it, it was an investment in our community. So when you hear language like that, sometimes it is just a complete gift. Praise God for that. Sometimes it is uh, just a complete gift. But even so, even if it wasn't, the ongoing upkeep, the bills, um, you know, we can't approach the electric company and say, oh, you know, here, we're going to give to you what the Lord gave to us. God bless you. They're going to go, no, you need to write us a check. Um, and so um, all that to say, if you're listening to this on a local Christian station, support local Christian radio. Um, I know the Lord will bless it. Any amount, don't, don't think the amount is too small and certainly not too large. Any amount, um, you can go to the website, gracefm.com, if you're listening on Grace FM, and I do encourage you, you can set up recurring things. It just continues to sow seeds of the gospel. People, lives are changed all the time, all the time. 303-690-3000, we're going to head up to, is it Raul or Raul? Are you with us in Harrisburg? Raul? All right, you're gone. Uh, it says you have an addiction um, on lotto tickets. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for Raul as he is addicted to these lotto tickets. I pray you would deliver him. Uh, it is an expensive habit to have. It's also uh, brought him under its control. And so I pray for your delivering power in his life right now, that he would see the value of the resources you've entrusted to him and use them for the glory, for your glory and not for greed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, let's head over to New Orleans. Elizabeth, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for taking my, taking my call. You're welcome. I, um, I'd like to, to have prayer for my father. 
Okay. He's 85 years old, and yes. he's, I believe, still involved in a belief system that's very works-oriented, mm-hmm. very, you know, um, you know, good work, sacraments, praying to folks who are not the Lord. And I have, I got saved in 94, and I began, you know, was on fire, we presented him with the gospel, and he used to tell me, get out of my face with that Baptist propaganda. That's how, that's what he has, sure. how he saw it. But um, nevertheless, he softened over the years, and I've seen him become much more receptive, and I have presented the gospel just very plainly. It is by works alone, by faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not by works at all. It's by faith in Christ alone. That's right. Christ paid the price. Yes. It, is, it is his death on the cross. And he states that he understands that. And he, But then I still hear him say things like, you know, I lived a good life. I tried to live a good life. And he will still offer up prayers to other folks other than the Lord, you know, for me or for, you know. And he told me one day that he, he prays that I come back to that belief system and I just, he's 85, and I just want prayer for his salvation, and, you know, I'm I'm burdened. You know, I'm burdened, because I know, I mean, you know, he's he's farther along in his, in his, in his life, and I don't know how much more time he has left, so. Mm -hmm. Well, Father, I pray, along with my sister, for her father, and just that desire, God, to see uh, him forsake some of these man-made things that he's been taught and that he's held to. And and even behind the man-made religion, um, we pray for that af- affirmation that he truly does believe in you by faith. He truly does cling to you. And you would give my sister a sense of peace about the condition of her dad and his, and his relationship with you, Lord. But even at 85, God, I pray for, for his... I pray, God, for the... Uh, joy that could be his, the the absolute, um, you know, just complete joy that's available to him, uh, knowing that he can live free by your power and by your care. Um, and so I just pray, God, that you would help him um, minister to him and give his daughter a peace about the condition of his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. I want to say hello to everyone listening in Louisiana. You're listening on 89.5. I've got a list now before me. 89.5. Shout out to you guys on Radio by Grace. Welcome, everyone. Um, back to Grace FM now. We're going to go to line one, which has been up in Erie. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I just had a question. What do you think about, I think this is becoming a little more popular lately, but praying to Jesus um, instead of to the Father through Jesus. I don't really have a problem with addressing any person of the Godhead. They're co-equal. Uh, and and so addressing your prayer, really, I think any real prayer is going to involve um, uh, an acknowledgement, at least, of the Trinity, even as you are praying to the Father. I think the general model that's given to us in Scripture is prayer is addressed um, to the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. But I don't believe it's an error uh, if Jesus is addressed. Um, when you say it's becoming the trend, what are you describing exactly? Uh, just more so people saying, Jesus, I just ask that you would you know, heal, and Jesus, 
please do this. But you don't really hear people say, Holy Spirit, please heal. You know, it's more so addressed to the Son rather than the Spirit or the Father. Well, it definitely depends on what church you're in, right? Because the Pentecostal charismatic are addressing the Holy Spirit all the time. Um, they really place a, you know, the Pentecostal movement on Azusa Street really felt like there was a resurgence, uh, an absence of the Holy Spirit in the church, and they see that as uh, the charismatic and Pentecostal churches today are really built upon the resurgence and a reaffirmation of the Holy Spirit, but um, it just really depends on what church you're in. Um, I, 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 have, I think anyone that came to Jesus in his, in his humanity and addressed him as God and asked for his care— you could say in a in a real sense we're praying to him, even though they were having regular conversation. Uh, I believe that prayer is regular conversation with God. And so anyone coming to Jesus in the flesh and asking him, heal me, heal my son, uh, was addressing him directly. Um, and with the knowledge that you and I have of the scriptures today, um, I don't think it's incorrect to address any person of the Godhead in your prayer. Well, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it's. Uh, um, I think that. Uh, I think that on top of that, it's just just pray, um, just and keep in mind. I I think one of the things this question it kind of did to me, uh, brought to mind that I don't really always have the trinitar- trinity in, in mind when I'm praying, and, uh, but in any real prayer. You're talking to the Godhead. You're talking to God, and the Trinity is always involved in real prayer. So, um, I think it was a good reminder for me, just that question, uh, to remember the wholeness of who God is. So, thank you for that. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Linda in Erie, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, yeah, my question is concerning our animals when we are taken up to be with the Lord. Uh, I was just wondering where the animals are they just left behind or you know i have a dog in particular and my best friend obviously and you know i i've referred to the scripture in acts where it talks about god in the hands of god um are all living things yes, uh-huh. but what what, do you, what is your take on you know, where, where are we going to do with our animals, that's all. <laughs> well, surprisingly, there's a lot of debate over this question, uh, and people taking uh, both of the sides of yes and no. Um, so I like to talk it out because I don't know definitively um, one way or the other. Like, there's no scripture we could go to. I mean, if we, if we say that no animals are in heaven, we'd be in error, right? Because Jesus is riding a horse, um, in his return and in his triumphant um, second coming, like there's there are horses in heaven, uh, and um, so th- thinking of that through. Now some would say, "Well, that's apoc- apocalyptic language, and there's not really horses." But but Jesus is doesn't say he's riding something like a horse. It's saying Jesus is riding a horse, and if in order for Jesus to be real, then I believe what he's riding needs to be real. So number one, we know. That, um, that that exists, at least biblically. But we also know that there's a distinction between humans and animals, um, that animals and humans are not in the same creative order. Only human beings are created in the image of God, and only for human beings did Jesus Christ die to forgive them of their sins. 
um, the even the even the debate on whether an animal has a soul or not um, is up for debate. Um, I know we we know that they both have the breath of life and are living beings, but their soul is if they have a soul, it is not the same type of soul as a human being. Uh, and so Jesus Christ, the focus of the scriptures is on humans, not animals. Um, one of the arguments that's made is that, well, have, heaven's going to be everything that's good, and because I love my pets, uh, my pets are going to come with me uh, because they're good to me. Um, but I think that whether they do or they don't, um, in the presence of the Lord, it, either way, it's not going to matter. Animals aren't going to be, let's say they make it to heaven, uh, that's God's will. He's going to take out, you know, we also see in repopulating the earth with, with the ark, he, he did want the lives of animals to continue. Uh, so God loves animals. He wants us to treat them well. It's not good to, to um, misuse our animals or mistreat them. Um, so there's value on them. They're just not as valuable in the eyes of God as humans are. Humans are more valuable than animals. Um, but let's say that all of our pets go with us to heaven in the presence of Jesus they won't have the kind of significance that they have now. They just won't be the same. Not even marriage in heaven carries over uh, from earth. So even the best and closest relationship that a person can experience on earth will not translate into heaven uh, because there's a different order and a different standard of living in the presence of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of debate uh, on whether animals go with us into heaven, but I wouldn't spend a long um um, I wouldn't spend a long time on it, but you know, one guy that I think there was a chapter in his book um, uh, on heaven. Um, it's named Heaven. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm thinking out loud. He's typing, uh, and the name is um, man. I Kevin can't remember it. Yeah, Randy Alcorn. I think there's a chapter in Randy Alcorn's. He makes the point that ha- Anna, Heaven does Heaven because. Uh, because of your existence on earth, the new heaven and the new earth, he he makes the argument that there will be animals in eternity. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, just because the Scripture in Acts said that in the hands of all living beings, you know, God has everything in his hands, doesn't necessarily mean that that is true in heaven. As As you put it in perspective, there'll be a different order which kind of clarifies it that Jesus did die for us, not animals. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like to do with difficult passages like this. Um, There's a lot that we don't know, but let's just stick to what we do know for sure. Uh, And that way we can pull from it uh, any conclusions um, that, that we would have to pull from the things that are clear. You know, we interpret the things that are unclear by the things that are clear. Um, But I'm, I wonder if, um, what passage of scripture exactly are you referring to? Do you know? It's in Acts 17. I should have looked it so up. So I'm in Acts 17 now. He talks about one blood created man in hope that they might grope for him. Uh, we're the offspring of God. Um, in him we have our being. Um, we move and have our being. We're his offspring. Uh, but I don't see anything that would include animals. I'm wondering what you see. It doesn't really say animals. It just says in, in that um, 
all, all living things. So here's what he says. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. He's deter- determined their... Um, well, let's go one up. Nor is he worshiped with men's hands, though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And then it talks about humans. Um, he's created us, put our pre-appointed times, boundary of our habitations, so that we should seek the Lord. And in him, we, so that's a reference to humans, live and move and have our being, even as we are his offspring, still all humans. So I don't really see an expansion into animals in Acts 17. Thanks for calling to hear the music. Uh, We'll be right back. Sorry, I talked right into the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. Glad that you joined us this afternoon. 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions all throughout the uh, radio networks that Calvary Live is carried on. I want to shout out to you guys on Hope FM, uh, Truth FM, Grace FM, Radio by Grace, uh, the Higher Calling. uh, Let me make sure I got it right. I got to scroll up. Higher Rock Radio in Boise. And so let me just let you guys know, uh, it's always good for you to give and support Local Christian radio, especially as you're planning your year-end giving, uh, you, of course you give your tithe to your church. Um, that's that that is biblical. Um, your offering goes to your church first, but it, or, or your tithe. But your offerings can go to different places. And Christian radio is literally changing lives every day. And and Bible teaching is more powerful than music. Uh, you know, music is good. Don't get me wrong; it's good. It's encouraging. Um, but it's not the same as Bible teaching. And where you're listening to this station right now is run by a church, not a corporation, and your support. So let me just go through. If you're listening on Hope FM, your website is hopefm.net. If you're listening to Radio by Grace, that's your website, radiobygrace.com. If you're listening on Grace FM, gracefm.com. If you're listening on Truth FM, truthfm.net. And then if you're listening uh, in in Idaho, you are probably, it's Calvary Chapel Meridian. Uh, so you can just Google it. Calvary Chapel Meridian uh, owns the higherrockradio.org. Of course, you typed it all out, higherrockradio.org. So you're going to hear from time to time. Don't uh, if you don't have it, don't give it. Don't worry about that. That's not what we're asking. Um, but man, for the again, it's silly. But for the price of a Starbucks every day, I mean, every day, that's 150 bucks a month. Just in case you want it, you know. Um, and if it was just Monday through Friday, that's 100 bucks a month. Um, and you know, make your own coffee and support Christian Radio. <laughs> 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Let me see what we got here. 
back on the call screen, we are on, okay, Linda in Berthid. Linda, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Going great. Good. Hope your family's doing well. Everybody's healthy. I think we are, the Lord willing. Good. I know. That's where I put it all, and I don't worry about this stuff. I just give it up to God. You that's know? right. Yep. So um, I don't know if you saw my question is about, again, I'm so confused about okay. the holidays. All right. I was I was raised, you know, we had Christmas, and my mom would do the tree and the lights, and, and my sister... I don't know how many years back she became a Jehovah's Witness, and now my daughter, who's 20, and I love her, she's so smart, she got a Hebrew Bible, so she ha- she's got the Orthodox Study Bible, a Hebrew Bible, the- we have the King James, so now I'm kind of torn because during the holidays, you can just tell people are different, I don't care, you know, what you believe in, they're kinder, they're, I don't know about this year, but just everything seems better, you know, the music, the decorations, and I'm being told, no, you shouldn't, you know, trees are, that's not right, God doesn't like that, lights, you know, and it's not even, um, you know, Christmas, December 25th isn't even the birth of Jesus, and God doesn't want us celebrating that, he was born in September, but me, I can't see a God that loves us so much, I can't see him getting mad because we're we're happy his son came to earth and he died for our sins. And um, I just, I understand there's people that forgot what December 25th really is about. You know, they go and they kill each other for for Black Friday and getting presents and this and that. But there's still those of us that love it for what it is. So I'm just confused. I enjoy the tree and the lights and that. You know what I mean? And uh, Well, we step back and we, we say there's no biblical prohibition of celebrating a day. Uh, the Bible gives us tremendous freedom on how we use our days in celebration and what we do uh, on our days. I think it's in Romans, uh, I want to say chapter 14, uh, in verse 5, it says, One person esteems one day above another, and another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. If you observe it, you observe it to the Lord. If you don't observe it, you don't observe it to the Lord. Uh, and that that's really the baseline on how we live our lives. Um, it's the celebration in and of itself, the activity of the celebration, that's more important than the day. You know, the, it, it is true that the uh, day of Christmas couldn't possibly be the day that Jesus was born, uh, the 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 reality of the time frame that's described, um, the the fact that with winter solstice, um, you know the Saturnalia um, is a possible proposal of where Christmas started, um, and you've got all the types of candles and trees and all sorts of things that could easily be construed or be used uh, in a way to honor God or a way not to honor God. And and so as we approach this day, a tree, for example, um, a tree can is just a tree. It's the creation of God. It's not God in, in and of itself. And the beauty of a tree and the decoration of a tree certainly can bring to mind, right? Everything we do is memorialized anyway. It's bringing to mind something that happened in the past. Uh, and, and to 
be reminded of the birth of Jesus around a time when the world is remembering? Um, I think it would be wrong if we said, yes, this is the exact birthday of Jesus. Well, we can't say that, so that would not be untrue. Um, But you could say this is the season where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. There's nothing dishonest about that. Somebody go, well, he wasn't born today. Well, I didn't say he was born today. I said we're just celebrating his birth. Um, And, of course, the extreme that the Jehovah Witnesses take not to celebrate anything um, just has no biblical basis whatsoever, Um, especially from your daughter's Hebrew Bible where um, from from their— because we've been grafted in, um, it would be okay to celebrate the feasts. Of course God's into celebrations. Jesus was at a wedding, for goodness sake. Um, God loves celebrations. There's a wedding feast of the Lamb, a wedding supper of the Lamb at the end of the age, which is a celebration. But if you are um, celebrating, if you're cutting down a tree in order to worship a pagan god, well, that's sin. Uh, if you're decorating a tree to, to celebrate a pagan god, that would be sin. If you're celebrating Saturnalia in the root of paganism, that would be sin. Um, if you want to celebrate Christmas in January, and, and what I mean by Christmas is simply a, a celebration of the birth of Christ, go for it. Enjoy and be happy that our Savior came. Be happy when we read in Matthew chapter 1 that he is God with us, Emmanuel. Um, And despite the roots of some things, uh, the roots of where something came from doesn't necessarily taint it for what it is today. And that's how I feel, because, see, Jehovah's Witnesses, like, did away with all the holidays. And to me, that's mundane. It's almost like, not that I'm, you know, I'm not a happy person, but it would be nice to look forward to something instead of every day's the same. And what she was saying is, well, the Catholics, you know, pick this day because Christ and to have the Mass to pull in the Christians and to, you know, try to, um, you know, I'm sure you know better than me what I'm trying to well, say. Well, I mean, and any of that accusation, it's, it's, uh, it, it is a, um, I, I forget the logical fallacy, I want to say red herring, where they're throwing something out to you so that you focus on that and you don't focus on the real logic. So with that kind of logic, then we would say, well, you know, um, uh, Roman Catholics use buildings, so we can't use buildings. And Roman, like, like that, that, that logic doesn't fit. We have to let the Bible speak. And the fact that Roman Catholicism um, has made many errors doesn't negate what the Bible teaches. And Romans 14.5 couldn't be clearer. Um, and if the Roman, if if there was a a group of believers in any time in history that said, you know what, like like for example, I, I'm going to have, uh, so I'll give you something more modern. I'm going to have to answer to God for this, and I pray, uh, and I'm I have a I have a peace, I have a biblical peace, and I hope I'm not wrong. But we participate here in a in our church on Halloween evening, October 31st. If it doesn't fall on a service day, like the last couple of years we took off, but if it doesn't fall on a service day, we put a bunch of big tents in our property and a bunch of games and a bunch of free candy and puppets and concert, whatever we do that particular night, because there are a lot of kids on the street, a lot of kids. They're out celebrating Halloween. They're, they got all these costumes and they're, they're celebrating, whatever. They're, probably most of the kids don't even know what they're celebrating. They just want free candy. Uh, and dress up like a horror movie. And, and, and we provide an environment here where, 
hey man, if the kids are going to be on the on the streets, why not set something up to capture their attention? Why not catch set something up to bring them in? Why not provide food and candy so that we might present the gospel to them? And people might drive by and go, oh, there's a church celebrating Halloween. We're not celebrating Halloween. We're using Halloween, what the world is already doing, we're using that night to capture their attention and invite them on the property and give them an alternative to everything else that's going on around the world. Uh, and, you know, right or wrong, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's sin. We prayed deeply about this. I don't know what the advantage is if you just close the door, turn out the lights, and pretend you're not home. I don't know how that represents Jesus. And, and you know, what people will say is you, you resist every fruitful work of darkness, I don't know. The kids next door, they're playing football, they play basketball, and they're coming to my house for candy. I don't, I don't know what is dark about that. Um, so I, I use a simple illustration that if my neighbor kid came over with a basketball and asked for candy, I'd find some. If he came over after he came from a baseball game and asked for candy, I'd find some. And if he's walking around on Halloween and I'm home, then I would find something to try to bless him um, if, if I could and talk to them at my doorstep. And so the idea that, well, you know, the Roman Catholics did this. Well, whatever they did, let's just examine it today. What am I doing today, and is it a sin today? I'm celebrating the birth of my son. Well, that's a joyous occasion. God has given us, um, this is a great verse, Um, another one that comes to mind. It says, God gives us richly all things to enjoy. That's pretty cool. Um. And so the birth of my son is something I enjoy. The birth of my daughter is something I enjoy. My wedding anniversary is something I enjoy. Um, the celebration of the death or the resurrection of Jesus, something I enjoy. I understand. And like, you know, with the Easter with the eggs, it was the fertility goddess Esther. But I'm not worshiping eggs. I'm not. They're colorful and grab the attention of kids. And then afterwards you have, of course, the service, you know, the Easter egg hunt or later. And again, like you're saying, we're presenting Jesus. Yeah, and some like that, that's a line that we've drawn here. We haven't done Santa Claus. We haven't done Easter eggs on other uh, my friends have. And who knows, maybe I'll change my mind down the road. I don't know. I've changed my mind about a lot of things in 20 years. But I don't judge them. I say, go for it. Do what you believe God is calling you to do and he will sort it out at the Bema seat. And, I mean, things that are crystal clear sin, we won't do. But everything else, God gives freedom. And that's how I feel. You know, he's a joyous God. We're not supposed to have one day like the next and do nothing but read the Bible. And I think he wants us to, you know, to find joy in things. And that's, that's how, oh, I wish I, wish I lived where you're at, Pastor. Red, because I'd be talking to you every day. You know, I've got so many questions, and I go back and forth with my sister. And oh, but I enjoy talking to you. I appreciate the time you took for me. Yes, thank you very much. God bless you. You too, and your family. Bye bye. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. All lines are open. Three zero three six nine zero. 3,000 is the number, uh, and we're taking your calls, um, 303-690-3000. You can also text me uh, your question. You can text me your question, 
303-690-3000 is the number to call. 720-336-0897. I got a question from a Roman Catholic, it looks like sister, that wants me to be accurate in describing our their position on communion. And the Council of Trent is where we have, and, and the catechism that comes from that, where they, in, um, in 1367, there was, um, a, there was a teaching within the Roman Catholic Church that described um, the, the Mass as the sacrifice of Jesus was the same victim, Jesus' body and blood offered to the Father. It was later in the Council of Trent that they changed it, but not everybody follows that. And and so what I would encourage you to do before you call is have your priest, before I give you my answer, have your priest answer that question for you. Go to your priest and say, hey, I heard this evangelical pastor on the radio say that there was a attempt at a re-crucifying of Jesus. And tell me what your priest says. I, I'd love to hear what your priest says. And I would love to dialogue with you. It's best to dialogue on the air, because then we can talk about it. And we can hear, uh, and if you were to Google the re-crucifixion of Jesus in the Mass, you're going to get all Catholic answers on the first couple pages, so just be, be mindful of that. Um, but I would love to have you um, ask your priest, and, and then let me know. I would love to hear, um, and I would also... Um, want you to ask your priest along the same lines. It's the same type of question. Why is the crucifix such an important part of Roman Catholic theology? And get those two answers from your priest. Maybe you can even get them in writing. Then you could read them to me. Let me know what past, what priest, what church you go to, and what priest you got it from. And I would love to talk to you about it. 303-690-3000 is the number up to Commerce City now. Lupe, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, Pastor Ed. Um, God bless you and your family. I am calling um, because I'm rejoicing today, and I yes. wanted to share the news. I wanted to thank the pastors over at Calvary's. I've been asking for prayer um, from them for the past nine months. Yes. My mother-in-law was going, had been going through chemo. She, we found out she had breast cancer. Um, she had well, she had a double mastectomy, and um, today we just got the news that um, she had she's cancer free. No way! Congratulations! Um, yes, and so I just you know I'm so thankful to God that I'm beyond grateful. Um, God used this situation, as horrible as it was, um, to bring us together. Mm. Um, I've been married to my husband for 22 years, and. We, her and I, have never had a good relationship, and to this day, thanks to God that He was the one that pushed me. I remember when I went over to her house, her first chemo, 
um, he made me go, and I didn't want to. I was crying on my way to her house because she was always hurtful towards me. And and just I can see how just being obedient to him um, has really turned our life around and has brought us closer together to this day. I can really say I love my mother-in-law. That's fantastic. Well, let's rejoice. Father, I rejoice with my sister Lupe and, and the healing of cancer and, and even through this trial, how families come together. Um, we don't always see the results of the difficulties, but we love to hear of the testimony through other lives. And we are grateful. Um, just nine months, nine months of prayer, nine months of seeking you, and we're grateful for the outcome. And we give you the glory for great things you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Alrighty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I, I wanted to correct something I misspoke on the Council of Trent. It was actually in 1215, uh, the fourth later in can- Council. Let me read to you um, a note that I have here in my notes. Roman Catholicism teaches that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ himself is actually represented to the faithful, and its benefits are applied to them. Because of this sacrificing of Jesus in every Mass, God's wrath against sin is presently appeased. Though not a re-crucifixion on the cross, it is a literal re-sacrificing of Christ. Here we find Rome's doctrine of transubstantiation, that the bread and the wine each literally become the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning that Christ is upon the altar as the sacrificial victim to be offered up as a living sacrifice to propitiate God's wrath against sin. Transubstantiation is a Latin term that literally means change of substance and was incorporated into the creed of the Fourth Lateran Council. Um, It's a re-sacrifice of Christ's work on the cross applied to believers. It's a place where Christ's work of redemption is carried out. This is the Mass. Provides forgiveness of sins, offered to help purify those in purgatory, cleanses a person from past sins, preserves them from future sins, even mortal sins, and provides grace for salvation upon the church each and every time the Mass is celebrated. So I do think if I did speak and say re-crucifying, let me correct that and say re-sacrificing. Um, so I would, if, that, if that's, uh, I don't remember what I said, but if I said re-crucifying, then the proper language is re-sacrificing, which obviously isn't the beating upon hanging him on a cross because he's at the right hand of the father right now but the idea that the elements of communion change into the literal body and blood and he's sacrificed for the present forgiveness but i still please ask your priest Uh, i still want to have that conversation Um, and so i mentioned the council of trent i think the council of trent does definitely have something but this was later in 1215 but it's if your priest says anything different today, he's not representing Roman Catholicism to you. That's what I want you to hear. All right, in Colorado, Lakewood. Nancy, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, I just had a prayer request for my daughter. Okay. Um, she has been faithful to wait on the Lord for a husband, huh? and there are now two men in her life, and she just is looking for God's will. Yes. Uh, one has a somewhat significant sin in his past. Okay. And um, one has some social issues. And so 
she's not sure if either one is a, of them is correct or if they're the Lord's will. So yes. well, let's just pray. asking for prayer. All right. The Bible says, uh, and I love this, this is a passage that we go to often, especially in times like this. In James chapter 1, James writes, My brother, encounter all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And so we're going to ask on behalf of your daughter, but I want to encourage her as well to ask God for wisdom. Um, And I appreciate um, what you shared as mom. It may be one, it may be two, it may be option three, which is neither. And that patience, that long-suffering that comes from the Holy Spirit will help your daughter make the decision that will best honor the Lord and bless her. Um, And so, Father, I pray for um, this young lady, Lord, as she has patiently waited. And I can think of many others that have patiently and are patiently waiting um, for that right person to enter into their lives or to get to know them or even I saw the young couple start premarital today, um, just waiting uh, upon you of what you want to accomplish. And I pray for Nancy's daughter that you would give her wisdom, just like your word says, that also not only are we asking on her behalf, but that she would also ask you for wisdom. Um, She would um, ask you to endow her with the type of knowledge and understanding she needs to make the type of decision. And more than anything, I think, James is reminding me to pray for patience, patience even at 25, Lord, there'd be patience so that there's no decision made out of haste or impatience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Would you give me that scripture one more time? Yeah, it's James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, we're back in the book of Jude tonight. We're coming up on the end of the program today. Shout out to everyone listening, Hope FM, Truth FM, Radio by Grace, Higher Rock, Grace FM, 100-plus stations around the country, and we're grateful to be a part of it. Uh, Thank you to our friends that carry the program. We don't take your trust lightly, and as a reminder especially in this last month, support local Christian radio, especially these stations that you're listening to right now that are dedicated to the systematic expository teaching of God's Word. Let me give you the websites again. If you're listening on Radio by Grace, then I want you to go and support Radio by Grace by visiting uh, their website, radiobygrace.com. If you're listening on Hope FM, go to hopefm.net. If you're listening on Truth FM, go to truthfm.net. If you're listening to, um, in Idaho, higherrockradio.org. And then you guys here locally, thank you. We have seen your faithful giving, those of you that have started giving, so thank you. Go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com. There's a lot of Grace FMs out there, so make sure you get the one in Colorado. Um, You know, there's a lot of... Station. So in case you wrote them down wrong and it's dot this, dot that, just listen. As you're listening to the station, look up the one that's local uh, to you uh, so that you can be used of God 
to support them, uh, local Christian radio. Just make sure it's the one you listen to and you're not supporting another uh, station somewhere, somewhere else. All right. Coming up on the end of the program today, we'll be here at 7 p.m. Uh, here at um, Calvary Church in Aurora. You can always connect with us through our free app. Our free app is just put my name in your search bar, Ed Taylor, in your app store, and you can uh, join us online video. You can join us online audio with radio, with Grace FM. Um, all that's available on the Calvary Church app. And there are a lot of Calvary churches out there. That's why we put my name on, on the social media, attach my name to our church, because that's usually how people are looking for our church here in Aurora, Colorado. But I think if you still search Calvary Aurora, you could find it. But however we're connected to you, we count it a great privilege to be a small part of what God's doing in your life each day. And uh, this live program is always good to talk and dialogue and, you know, be used of God. So I'm looking forward to being together tonight, um, studying the Word in the book of Jude, uh, and being open to a fresh work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And thank you guys for texting. I see the text coming through. Uh, We will have to get back to you on those, and we will. So God bless you. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be strengthened in His might. knowing that he loves you and he cares for you. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.